I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, everybody. I'm Michaela. I'm a singer, songwriter, and producer. And I listen to Sundays with Rolanda. Oh, I love you. <laughs> it's roll time. Bro, she said, I sit here and wash my dishes listening to you. Oh, that's And great. she said, you're my kitchen companion. That's what the whole thing is that you talk about and I talk about, too. Is That is going for your dreams, trying something new, not being afraid to fail. We need to have passion in whatever we do. Without that passion, which is where the center of our creativity is, you're not going to have a fulfilling life. It's Rolanda. Talk, listen, connect. I am so glad to be with you again today. Thank you so much for following me. Please be sure to tell your friends and let's just have a good old time. There is a new conversation going on across the nation and maybe across the world. When Bruce Jenner said goodbye to Bruce Jenner, and now we call her Caitlin, it started a dialogue in this country that has not stopped. And in fact, in this time of so much self-examination that the country's going through, I thought it would be a great idea to talk about what it's like transcending gender. It's not easy. I mean, as I always say, as a child, we we, we want to be validated, you know? Mm-hmm. So our families validate us. The church validates us. Our school validates us. But if they don't know who we are, how are they going to validate mm-hmm. us? That's what the movie In Full Bloom is all about, transcending gender and what a life is like when you feel like you're not who you are. I look back and I see my life as a blessing and I see this experience as a blessing and that, you know, I, I, I believe in God and I, and I have a strong spirituality and I feel I was chosen for this life for a reason. We're talking about so many things these days, whether it's race relations or transgender relations or just humanity in itself, that I thought it would be fun to really sit down and, and delve into the transgender life. I mean, not everybody can be a Caitlyn, right? As one of my girls is going to say today, you know, Caitlyn is just like the rest of us. It says, Caitlyn has money. And one of the things that she is doing is inspiring us to become whoever we want to become and become the best at it. I think you're really going to enjoy today's show as you meet women in transition to becoming men, men in transition to becoming the woman that they are, and you're also going to meet director Michael Brewer and his fierce team of producers, Madeline and David, who did a documentary called In Full Bloom, Transcending America. Well, we're going to have quite an eye-opening conversation, and we're going to have more of these types of conversations and probably see a lot more people in the transgender community. You know, it's really interesting because this film starts off with a very hard and eye-opening fact, and that is that about 80% of us know somebody who's lesbian or gay or bisexual, but only about 1% to 2% of us actually know somebody who is in transition, who is becoming a transgender. You know, how do you say it anyway? Well, we're going to learn about that too. And by the end of this hour, you're going to know somebody who's transgender. Yes, we have quite a show today. Transgender America in full bloom right here on The Rolanda Show. Stick with me. I'll be right back after this. Be sure and follow me on Facebook. And you can also catch me on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn, all the rest at Rolanda Watson. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A. R-O-L-O-N-D-A. 
at Rolanda Watts. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure and tell your friends, too. We have quite a group here today. We have some transgender. Is that how we say this? Yes. Okay, Jasmine. Jasmine's going to help us because, Jasmine, I'm going to tell you, everybody's trying to be politically correct. Everybody needs education Mm -hmm. to do that. So I really am going to depend on you, star of this film, In Full Bloom, Transcending Gender. We have the producers here also. David Gladys is with us and Madeline Liebert as well. Let's start with you, Michael. This this film that you've directed is just so eye-opening and so... Real. I mean, it, this is the real deal, what people actually experience. Why did you decide to make this film? Well, uh, first of all, being a, a filmmaker, I always like interesting stories, and I'm always looking. You know, I'm always looking for ideas. You know, sometimes, you know, Madeline and friends will say, you know, everything you see is not a documentary or everything <laughs> is not a reality show, you know. But um, I had first heard about the uh, about the play, through a mutual friend and um, um, Lana Houston, who's actually in the film also. And when she told me about it, you know, she just told me she had another project, but she told me about this one. She's also in this play with 13 transgender actors and two gay. And that piqued my interest. And we talked about it. And um, she introduced me to David and Jasmine. And we talked about it at the same time. They had an interest in doing a documentary, too. So then uh, we all came together. And then I brought my producing partner, Madeline Liebert, on board. And we, you know, kind of shaped it. And we all agreed that we wanted it to go further than the stage. And so electronically, you know, me being a uh, my background and and basically in TV and journalism and that type of thing, we wanted to reach more numbers. Mm. So we wanted to play not just in L.A. or not just to like even the trans, the LGBT community, but um, the idea is to offer it to Mid America, mm-hmm. you know, so that people in North Carolina, in Kansas, in the Bible Belt all over could look at this film and see these people for who they are and see what things that they um, what things they have in common mm-hmm. rather than to look for differences. Absolutely. I always say Dr. Maya Angelo used to always say, I am human and therefore nothing human can be alien to me. I think we're learning that so much because we're such a country of isms. And we've had, you know, the South Carolina shooting. People are starting to look at, wow, is my behavior maybe something I need to check on? And I would say also, as we're having this discussion, maybe as you're listening, you check on that part of yourself too. David, this was a big deal for you and Jasmine to come and take this, what was one time a stage play that has become a real honest to goodness look into the lives of people who are transiting. That was the vision. That was the the goal uh, was to make sure that um, people had a voice and was able to express themselves and to get them involved in something they hadn't never done before. Mm-hmm. Like uh, some some of them have been on stage and never acted. They've never they never worked with each other. Mm-hmm. Some of the men didn't know the women. Like the trans woman journey is completely different than the trans man journey, and the trans woman of color journey is completely different than a woman who is not of color. Mm-hmm. Even you know, if you understand what I'm saying, absolutely, yeah. because there is no blanket way to say this no. is what happens, and exactly. that's and I and I think that was really interesting um, that came out in the film that most of the transgender. Uh, scripts or roles that are written are written by people who don't even have that experience. Exactly. (laughs) So they're either going on something they heard or something they read or one particular person, one particular trans person's experience, you know, giving all that information, which is totally fine as long as the information is is out there. Mm -hmm. But what uh, we, uh, the desire that we had going was, I want it. I wanted the, these particular trans people to tell somebody else's story because they know their story. But I wanted to, to I wanted the stories to parallel to see how much they had in common with other people like themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times the journey is a solo journey, and we're we're it's kind of narrow. We're all trying to figure out how we're gonna. Um, 
manifest our dreams on our own. And it can be very lonely and it can be very, very time consuming and, and hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I mean, we, as I always say, as a child, we, we, we want to be validated, you know. Mm-hmm. So our families validate us. The church validates us. Our school validates us. But if they don't know who we are, how are they going to validate mm-hmm. us? If they don't understand our journey or know our voice or, you know, anything about us, there's no way it could be done. So that's why it's important. Thank you, Jasmine. We have also uh, joining us now. Hello, how are you? We have some more folks who walked in. Introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Destin Cortez. Okay. And my name is Vivica Williams. Vivica Williams. And I enjoyed you in the film In Full Bloom. Thank you. Really did. What was that experience like for you? Um, The experience of the play was amazing because that was... The first time I was surrounded with a community or with other people sharing the same experience. And I got to learn not only just about myself and, and dive in deeper about who who I am becoming as a man, but learn the stories of um, the other trans men and the other trans women. And it was very it's a, it was just a very beautiful experience to finally be around people that shared the same story and understood where I was coming from. And there was this um, this closeness and this bond that was created um, through through being a part of that play. And I always thank Jasmine and David for um, choosing me to be a part of it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's really interesting. Come on. It, this seems to be like a, a very lonely uh We've, you, I mean, th- to not have a community, it, it's it usually a very lonely journey, I would think. Come on in, what are you looking so scared for? <laughs> Come on in and introduce yourself. Well, my name is Vivica Williams. Um, I'm originally from Long Island, New York. Oh, right, so New York. I've been a resident here in Los Angeles for like 10 months. And um, I was introduced to APIT by Jasmine. She mm-hmm. um, came into a group I was doing, uh, a women's stag at a program I was in. And um, from then on, she introduced me to APIT, and I've been, you know, an active member of the organization ever since. Okay. Tell me about APIT and why that's so important to have. So APIT is Asian Pacific AIDS Intervention Team, and we're here in Los Angeles, right on Olympic. And what we do there is a nonprofit, and we work in the HIV care world. And what's happening, especially with uh, trans women of color, they have the highest rates of HIV positive um, rates going on here in California and throughout the actually throughout the world. And why is that? It, I, from what I understand from the film, it has to do a lot with self esteem, self esteem, lack of um, finances, not able to get a job, not able to uh, feminize themselves where they feel safe enough because there's some safety and in, in, that goes involved, and um, where they feel safe enough to go out into the public to actually work, you know, jobs that. Um, that they can do nine to five and and discrimination, discrimination. job discrimination. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, trans. You know, just being a trans person is very difficult because some t- people don't know, you know, how to address you. Um, they use the wrong pronouns. Um, it just make it difficult sometimes. Right. You know, so we, me and Destin, we both are counselors. And I'm actually a tester as well. So I I test people throughout the community. You know, everything is working against the trans. Uh, woman mm-hmm. of color. So I've been fortunate enough, a girlfriend of mine worked there and she suggested, because I was in school, I'm studying psychology. Good so she you. suggested that I get a job there. And it's the most fascinating thing I've done today. So. I want to get back to your own personal stories yes. in just a second. But Madeline, this a lot of us don't know a lot of transgender people. I thought it was fascinating that the film, and Madeline's one of the producers, what was your mm-hmm. biggest surprise? Um, how much I like them. <laughs> no, because we we have become friends and and very friendly, and every time we see each other, it's like a big you know. I mean, it's it's like uh, we were a family for so long, um, and how much I share just on a very human, personal level uh, with them. Um, was that a transition for you? That was a an awakening mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael, let's talk about that statistic. What is it? It's like well, 80% of us know. Well, basically, it's a, um, a, a Pew poll um, um, investigation. And basically, they said that it boils down to that only 2% of Americans know someone who's transgender. So that means uh, that how do they find out information about transgender if they're not in contact with anyone who's um, of trans experience? So they get their information 
I surmise that they get the information from mainstream media. Mm. And so we wanted to have something that was hard hitting like the open. You know, the first thing we started with was that picture on the cover of that um, star magazine. Caitlin. With, with, uh, but at that time, Bruce Jenner. Wants so to be we, a woman. So we Remember that? The, the curve. Hey, so that dialogue has been going on. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I want to say, too, is what people can do. Uh, because, you know, we came in there, we were, you know, we were ignorant, you know, basically, mm-hmm. and we learned a lot and grew um, and, and working on the documentary. One of the things we did is uh, Madeline and I, and I went to, we became allies of the LGBT community, mm-hmm. and we actually went to UCLA. They actually have a, um, a seminar where you can go, and it's mostly for instructors, but we went there because we, you know, felt, you know, a need, mm-hmm. you know, that so that To we, educate yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. maybe more of us need to do that. We're talking today about a film that you're going to be hearing a lot about as we're talking about the transgender community. It's called In Full Bloom, Transcending Gender, and it is a brilliant documentary um, just following the life of a transgender community, basically, that has come together to express themselves in a, in a, in a first a stage play and now this film. Your own personal story, Jasmine, what, 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 how does, just take me from the beginning. When did you know that you were not in the right body? I, I'm, it's interesting. I don't really use the word. I'm not in the right. I know body. that was so wrong. No, 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 no. I'm for but some no, people. No. That's true, though. That's but, because you always hear but, like I'm a woman trapped in a man's yeah, no, body, they, or, and I honor their truth. But for me, transition is constant, so it doesn't stop, and it's been going on forever. You know, but me getting the knowledge and the information that I need has grown too. So with more knowledge and more information that I get. Well, more things I do. People always ask me, oh, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Well, today, th- I'm enough. Mm. But tomorrow, who knows? I have that, those options and those choices. And that's the beautiful thing about being a person with a trans experience is that there is no end to it. Mm-hmm. You know, me getting um, uh, cosmetic surgeries or whatever, that's, and then I'm, I'm visually complete for you. Well, that doesn't necessarily make me a woman because my woman or a trans man, it's in here. It's in your head. So we can you can do all the cosmetic surgery you want. You can wear the longest hair, whatever you need to validate who you are at that moment, you know, in that in that feeling, but that doesn't define who I am. Mm-hmm. So I've been transitioning for, for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I come into different knowledges and different experiences with myself that my voice gets um, developed more and I get I can get more creative with it. Mm-hmm. And because it's becoming a safer place for me to evolve and to grow, I'm, I'm able to really express myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and you do it beautifully. Thank you. You are a beautiful woman. Thank you. you really, really thank are. You. What has been the toughest thing to go through in all of this experience? Um, well, the freedom of expression, like in the film, uh, Rosalind Blumenstein says, our freedom is not free. It's a very, you know, it, it comes as a high price. Mm-hmm. You know, most she said most people can't get out of relationships. They, they can't quit jobs. And here we are, we're changing everything about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're asking you to accept it. Are we? Trust it and believe it. You know what? I believe you. I believe the pe- people in the world are smart. It's what they want to do with that information is left up to them. But we we get the we we are funneled the information like in seconds. We know information. I mean, I mean, Caitlin, a good example. Mm. And and, and were you shocked at the acceptance? I was so proud. I was really proud. But why why wouldn't they accept her? She's done everything that quote unquote an American man or person was supposed to do. She raised children. A great provider, a parent, very well liked. You could obviously like by every stepchildren and her own children. I mean, everything. When is she going to have her turn? That's right. It's like, it's never too late to be who you want to be. It's never too late. Mm. You know, as long as you know you're ready to make that decision, you make that decision for yourself. And I honor it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people yeah. are scared to death to make that decision. I Somebody know. is listening to this show Most right now saying, won't. I am ready to make that move, yeah. but I'm going to lose my family. Yeah, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose the respect of the community. You know, and some people get lost where they all of a sudden they don't think God loves them anymore. But you get to redefine who you are in this whole situation. You get to redefine what God is, what family, friends, your dreams, and community. 
and your community. Mm-hmm. And th- 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 that's a tough thing, too, because as far as I'm concerned, the community is like 30 years behind everybody else's community. So we're still, we're like babies, you know, as a group. Mm-hmm. Now, we know how to do things on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, like, and, and yeah. with pizzazz and yes. razzmatazz, okay? But how do we Wait, wait work? your love inches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Bitches love inches. inches. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. that long hair. Yeah. I said, I remember that. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> we're going to talk more about this as we're talking about transcending gender in full bloom here in the Rolanda studio. And I want to talk with you, young man, young man. And uh, we're going to talk about your transcending. And uh, we'll talk more with the... Trans transitioning. Transitioning. See, now listen, when we come back, we're gonna have to go through the list. How do you say this? Because I mean, listen, I'm I'm pretty smart, but I don't know everything. And I really want to be able to say yeah. the right thing. I think we're all into that. We'll be right back right after this. It's Rolanda. What would we give to have 45 million viewers oh, and listeners? I would love that right now. I'd love for 45 million people to download my book right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Hey, by the way, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss some goodies coming up in the future. And also, I would love to know what you're thinking about the podcast. I would really like your honest opinion. If you could rate me or review me, I would like that so I know how to proceed and how to, you know, get it together. I'm learning as we go, y'all. I'm learning as we go. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what kind of shows that you would like to hear because I want to do this for you. If there are things you want to learn in business, if there are things you want to learn in relationships, if there are things you want to learn in the kitchen, and if you love celebrity interviews, then I've got plenty for you in this Rolanda On Demand podcast series. Stay tuned. We are coming back to our show about being transgender in America. It's Rolanda. Don't say what you want the guy to look like. What do you want the relationship to look like? That's a good one. Because a lot of us like them real cute. I mean, I I do like them good looking. Mm Mm-hmm. You I know? even like a little trash with my class, too. That part gets me in trouble. Okay, a little time. the bad boy thing. I mean, <laughs> sassy girls yeah, like bad boys. Yeah, I mean, right. it happens. Yeah, as my girlfriend says, what's always good to you may not, not be, be good, good for you. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. And I'm Rolanda Watts, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And also, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, 50 million other things out there. I'm out there in <laughs> cyberspace, so please follow me at Rolanda Watts. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A. Now, let's get back to our conversation. We are talking with uh, the director, the producers, and some of the stars of a documentary that you're going to be hearing a lot about. It's called In Full Bloom, Transcending Gender, and Jasmine and Destin are here to tell their story. And as we're telling this story, like I said before the break, I got to really get my language together here. I think we need vocabulary lessons on how do we say this, because it's not transcending you can trans transcending gender is one thing, but you you say it's called transitioning. Is that right? Help me here. Yeah. So when you're making the journey, for instance, um, to give an example, in my case, from female to male, I'm transitioning. We we call that stage of um, you know maybe and and it can be very unique to somebody's personal journey, but for my story of um, transitioning, I, I went through hormone replacement therapy mm-hmm. um, and I also received um, surgery and will continue to receive surgeries. Now, uh, when you say receive surgery, what does that mean? Um, so for for myself, I, I had, in, in our community, we sometimes like to say top surgery mm-hmm. and it's basically um, a mastectomy mm-hmm. or um, the removal of the breast tissue. And they will remove the breast, the breast tissue and the the breast fat, and they will sculpt your chest 
to now um, now you got some pics yeah yeah now, <laughs> yeah, yeah so so now it's um a flat chest male chest mm-hmm. um they regrafted nipples and so now my chest just looks like a a regular man's chest. Yeah. Right. And you take the hormones. I see you have a beard, a yeah. mustache, you have <laughs> hair on your chest. And- uh, and I don't have hair on my chest because that's it, it ends up coming down to genetics. <laughs> yeah. But I have I have hair on my stomach. <laughs> yeah, that's something. Yeah. What was that like when you first saw the first hair pop out on your face? I was excited. Because <laughs> yeah. that's it, it's usually um a good sign that t- the testosterone is working in your system and your body does change. Um, I saw my body um, or my shoulders become a lot more broader. Even my family noticed it. Our voice deepens. Um, even even our face changes too. Uh, testosterone has a very powerful effect on the body. So if I were to show you a photo of myself maybe three years ago, um, I, I had no facial hair and my face was still kind of feminine. There was a still a feminine look to it, but um, I've been on hormone replacement therapy for four years now, and there's a big difference. You can see um, my face is definitely uh, changed. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard to explain. Maybe uh, the right brows here, yeah, are very yeah. The the brow and and my nose got a little bit bigger, and I think some. I still have kind of baby face and baby cheeks, but it's definitely <laughs> you lot, look like an angel. You really <laughs> do. You look at those dimples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, it's definitely a lot uh, slimmer than it was before, and just. Um, with age and the longer I'm on it, it'll just continually progress and my features will become more masculine. How healthy is that to take the hormones? I know that in the movie that's addressed. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's a challenge to say, cause I'm, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, there, there definitely are some risk. And I think because, um, really, doing hormone replacement therapy hasn't been something that's been done for a long span mm-hmm. of time. So we really can't research or really can't say, oh, well, this person, you know, started uh, in the early 1900s and they've, you know... Mm-hmm. They, they've got some... They don't have enough time to really do all yeah, the research. Is that right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it's still something fairly new. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, though, I know what is recommended is... Uh, like a hysterectomy because just because when you start testosterone, mm-hmm. um, basically the the ovaries and the female, I guess, reproductive system, yeah. it just it just stops. And so it's recommended to have it removed so that way, because um, when an organism being used, you know, it it can become susceptible or, or sure. it's more prone to um, something bad happening. I never so, thought about that. Yeah, so so they do recommend that, but there are some transgender men who who decide to keep it because you know there's not an issue or there's no history of ovarian cancer, so they're okay. And some transgender men, um, it's a goal of theirs to reproduce when they. You know, when they feel the time is right, or they want to be fathers, and they would like to um, bear the child themselves. I remember there was a story yeah. about that a while ago. Yeah, I yeah. That. Um, I forget. I remember yeah. that story. I remember. He, now, let me ask you this: When do you have to have the complete surgery to be a transgender person? Or no? Um, and that's very unique to everybody's journey. Like Jasmine was saying, um, where there's no path or no journey that's linear. Mm-hmm. It's not you have to do this and this and here's the steps. It's really an individual thing. Everybody has their own story. Yeah, like so, like just in the case of I was saying, um, some men want to reproduce and some men don't. In my in my story, I don't want to, and so it's fine to have it removed. But there are some men who want to keep it because they want children, and I think that's so. Is that a father? Yeah, yeah, he's a father. He's a father. I think who had his baby. Yeah, I think that's that's a that's kind of cool. That's beautiful. That's very beautiful because which more you men would have babies. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's the amazing um, part about that because even in nature, like a a seahorse, he carries the babies and he actually gives birth to the babies. There's actually um, fishes in nature that will change their sex. And a lot of people don't know that. But I've done some research, and like a clownfish, a mm-hmm. uh, clownfish will will change its sex um, if if nature just happens or some some circumstances happen to be right. 
the clownfish will change from male to female, and there's other fishes that will change from female to male. That is crazy. So, yeah, it's, That's it's, crazy. It's, it's, na- it's natural. <laughs> <laughs> you are so positive and have such a light around <laughs> you. you. What, what, I mean, was this... Tell me about your journey. How did all of this begin for you? Um, it began very young, and a lot of us will say that I remember just being really young and, and never understanding. Because when you're um, a child, you know, gender isn't really something that you're thinking about. You're just you're just so innocent. You want to play, you want to have a good time. You just you're you're just yourself. And it's not until society tells you what are the expectations and what you should be doing that you know your who you are, your individuality becomes stifled mm-hmm. and it becomes kind of trained. So at a very young age, I was just a little boy. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I was just a little boy. I would I love to play. You were a girl tough. at that time. I was, you but know, female, you, female bodied for right. at least the way I perceive myself is I've always been male. I've always been a guy. I've always been a man, a boy. Um, it just so happens that I temporarily had to live as a female mm. for whatever reason. That was just, that's just my life. That's and what my was story. that like for you? Um, you know, during the time when it is confusing and and I am being told, no, you can't do this anymore. You have to grow your hair out. You have to wear makeup. You know, you have to. And society is telling me that I'm female and and my body is telling me I'm female. It's really rough. Mm. It, it's And it's hard because you can't vocalize to the world or you can't vocalize to anybody else how you're feeling inside because you're afraid of, of um, how they may see you. Because it's always like, no, that's not right. Like, why are you having those feelings? But but I am. So it's hard to it's hard to talk about it. It's it ends up becoming suppressed, and and these feelings just kind of like boil down to the bottom. But we all know when that happens, it's it's a very unhealthy place to be, unhealthy for for your mind and for your body. Mm-hmm. So I, I struggled a lot um, when I was younger, but now where I'm at now. I look back and I see my life as a blessing and I see this experience as a blessing and that, you know, I, I, I believe in God and I, and I have a strong spirituality and I feel I was chosen for this life for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really about how you choose to see things. You know, everything can be uh, a curse or everything can be a miracle. So now the way I see everything is a, as a miracle and I'm thankful for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What should we know? And and Jasmine, come on, jump in here. Yeah. Please feel free to just everybody jump in. What do we as as a society, what do you, if you don't make any other point today, what's the point that you want to make? Um, I'll jump in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, this I, is David. I, David is one of the producers, David Gaddis. Um, I think... You know, society, and you know, not to be judgmental, but I think in general they um, get confused with transgender being under a gay umbrella, mm. um, and they want to throw transgender in with a sexual preference. That's absolutely right. Which is gets confusing. It's two different uh, two different things. Gender identity and sexual preference are two different things. Mm-hmm. So one can transition from a female to a male, for instance, or a female body, sorry, uh, to a male body Mm -hmm. and have a preference for men, which would make them gay. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, it takes a moment to wrap your head. Yeah, around. my my head yeah. is trying to wrap right here. <laughs> Mind blown. Mind blown. What yeah. else, Jasmine? Should should society be aware of? And what are some things, just in terms of our thinking, that we can you know challenge ourselves? Well, first and foremost, love is love is love. Period. Okay, who you love and how you love is is your own. You know, your own picking, your own taste, mm-hmm. your own desires. Uh, what you definitely should know that is um, the transition is constant and people transition at different times for different reasons at different places in their life. So, um, again, allowing people to be who they are 
and meet them where they're at is very important because a lot of times people will trans uh, transition uh, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, but maybe not physically yet. Mm-hmm. So someone may may still be uh, identi- maybe in a male body, but identifying uh, female, and sometimes that's hard for people to wrap their heads around. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many. Um, levels to transitioning there's so many different types of journey through your transition Mm -hmm. so allowing people the space to uh, do that grow in their own transition is Mm -hmm. very important well that statistic Michael that we were talking about earlier that 80% of us know somebody who's lesbian or know somebody who's gay or know somebody who's you know transvestite trans whatever we 2% of us that's, know someone who's transgender. That's going to change. Oh, definitely, definitely. And um, we want to be a part of that in terms of um, providing information, and we wanted to provide it in an entertaining way, and um, that's what we set out to do. And basically the takeaway, you know, that I want people to have is just, you know, because I was not um, the most open person on the planet. No, Michael. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was going to say, how did you end up doing this, Phil? And, um, and 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 during that time, I mean, there was times when we first started that I didn't even realize that the um, the the males, I didn't realize that they were transitioning. You know, you thought they they. I thought that they were male, but that they were going to be transitioning to female to we, women, right. and they had already done it, the transition. Exactly, exactly. And so you know, <laughs> you that's just transition. one. That's just like one physical thing, but also getting to know them as people and understanding they have the same, you know, things that are important to them in terms of family. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of um, income. Mm-hmm. You know, a job and friendship and. Um, and and mo- and love, mm-hmm. you know. So no matter where you are in life, I think that people who watch this film can identify with the people that are in the film. I am human, and therefore mm-hmm. nothing human can be alien to me. My favorite mm-hmm. quote. That's <laughs> right, mine too, Doctor Maya Angelou for sure. Mm-hmm. What um, the movie also brings up the darker side of making a a, a, a decision like this. And when we come back, I really want to talk about. Um, just just so people are aware of just some of the darker sides of what you have to do to make this decision. And, and what was it that gave you the strength to say, enough already, I'm going to do this? We'll talk about that right after this. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. When my dad died and I went in to see him, I went up and whispered in his ear, Dad, I forgive you. Wow. I said the Lord's Prayer and something just lifted inside me. My dad told me then that he loved me. I actually believe that at that time it was a turning point in my life. Yes. They say that forgiveness makes such a huge difference. Talk, listen, connect. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future podcasts coming up. And I would also love a rating and review from you and let me know what kind of podcast you'd like me to do in the future. It's Rolanda. What would you tell a little kid who's trying to deal with their weight issue? I'm just like this. I'm just like, I'm listening up. I'm listening up. You're doing real great. When you're losing weight, be real cool. If you just move. <laughs> There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect having one heck of a great conversation here, very eye-opening conversation, and one that I'm hoping will help educate, inform, and as well as challenge us to be a little bit more tolerant in this nation. I think that is very important. The film we're talking about is called In Full Bloom, Transcending Gender. It's a documentary that follows the journeys of several people who are in transition, as they say, transitioning. And I know uh, Jasmine, who has gone through, the still transitioning, you're saying it's a constant, Destin, it's a constant 
Um, we were talking about just in terms of the tolerance level and also some of the tough things that the transgender community, many people in the transgender community go through. I know that there, um, there have been stories. I remember back in the days I was covering the news that there were so many murders of, of transgender people. And I don't know what that was about, why that happened or, and, and, you know, because I guess we don't know so many, the conversation goes away, but you saying that's a reality that prostitution sometimes because people can't get a job. They lose their families. They're kicked out of the house. Talk a little bit about what that side is like. So most definitely, I I marched this year at three uh, marches for three women that were murdered this year. Uh, one was a domestic violence um, situation. Two were right here where they either got um, beat up, stabbed, you know, literally stabbed and shot to death. And... Um, it's it's a reality, and it's a, it happens a lot, um, especially with women, trans women of color, African American girls, are shot and killed. It's just um, disrespectful. It's a lack of um, lack of knowledge about what's going on. Just not um, honoring their woman, because mm-hmm. it happens more to the women. The trans trans woman and the trans men journey. Are, are different. Mm. They're different in so many ways. Just because a woman's um, approach in in the life is just different. How how they're perceived. You know, when the when the when the girl changes over, all of a, all of a sudden, people are only concerned about how you look. You know, it's we're, even with Caitlyn, we're concerned about how she looked mm-hmm. on the cover. Now, you know, passing privileges. I mean, people talk about that all the time, but it's a big deal. It's important that you pass because mm-hmm. if you don't pass, you don't get a job. If you don't pass, you may not be great at sex work. No one wants to have sex with someone they're not attracted to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of girls get into sex work because, for one, they're not able to get jobs. They don't have the education. They haven't been in school. You know, um, the, the whole Caitlyn thing is a rare thing because she, she has money. She had money. So with money comes privilege, you know, and you and she's white. So she has, mm-hmm. you know, white money privilege. And that's something a lot of girls don't have. Well, you don't have any of that. And you're struggling to survive. You're gonna do uh, whatever it takes by any by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of the especially women of color, Latin and African American, Asian, you know, the disciplines get into sex work because for one, they can make the money they need to take care of themselves as well as get the surgeries that they're so desiring. Mm-hmm. So it it's tough, you know. It's the the atmosphere is changing though, because the other girls are inspiring the other girls to get more involved in school and community. Mm-hmm. And these jobs are opening up in the, um, in different fields for trans women to go and go to school for nursing, get in the field that we're in, healthcare. You know, a lot of women, there's some beautiful African-American women on television now, Janet Mott, Oh, Cox, fabulous. Stunning beauty, you know, doing Winning great work. Winning Emmys. Yeah, <laughs> smart, intelligent, <laughs> you know, very vocal mm-hmm. out there, making sure that people, you know, know that, you know, we do we do great things. That's so, right. Yeah. Yes. One of the things I like to say, too, yes, is Michael. I found that um, within that LGBT, that there's many, you know, there's a lot of prejudice I think that goes on even within that. They're already being discriminated, but even within that, under that... Even um, under the same community, kind of like the black community. Basically, it's a mirror, (laughs) from what I'm understanding, it's a mirror of, like, say, um, America in general, Hollywood in general, is that the white male you know, has the kind of the power of, you know, in and, and, and terms of funds and distributing the funds for these kinds of services. And so as you go down the totem pole, transgender comes under, and then even within there, it's broken down by, you know, by color. You you know, I don't, you, you saw in the uh, in the film, um, Amaya, you know, that she dates um, different people, but it's never been a problem, you know, her being transgender. But the issue when it comes to meeting the family is race, right. and she happens to be African African American from a um, from a religious family from the South, hmm. and even and then one of the things too. Um, is with our film is I found that we wanted to get it out to as many people as possible, but we there's some festivals even within the LGBT 
that will not that turn our film down. Well, you're kidding. Now you've seen the film. Yes. That's why I'm curious. You know, that's why I want to know what well, what things did you like, or you know, we've gotten gotten great feedback from people who've actually seen the film. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, some of these um, film festivals have not accepted it. What it, is that about, even, Just, Destin? Even, what's that about? Did can you? I don't. Um, I think it's it's kind of what Michael was saying, um, and I, I was kind of laughing because I work with Jasmine, and so Jasmine will um, give me feedback on how we're doing with the film festivals and if we've been accepted, and the ones that we haven't been, and a lot of the big like, I I don't want to throw outfests. Yeah, I don't want to throw people under a bus, but yeah, and and I'm like, wait, why weren't we accepted? Because this is a very like Michael said, we had a lot of positive feedback. Mm-hmm. It's very educational. It's very real. And it comes from from real voices within mm-hmm. the community. But why isn't it being accepted in these large film festivals? Hmm. What is that about? What, I don't know. What is that about? What are the film festivals? What are the film festivals really wanting to show at those film festivals? Mm-hmm. And why didn't we make that? Right. Yeah. Any idea, David? Yeah, I mean, I can throw a conjecture out there. I, you know, can't pretend to know what's in uh, the people's minds who are making those decisions. But I do think that um, we don't pull any punches in in the film, mm-hmm. and I think that society wants to be able to put transgender into a nice, neat little package. Mm-hmm. And the stories that we tell span across all socioeconomic problems and backgrounds and you know there's a fair amount of language you know that may or may not be pc and you know it uh it's a very color it's a very colorful film mm-hmm. is uh the best way to put it and, and amazing mm-hmm. stories i mean each person has their own unique journey yeah and looks great in the transitioning mm-hmm. i mean have really could see people really in full bloom really coming into who they are yes. well to their credit the pan african film festival did accept us and in fact that's where we premiered and it was a great premiere mm-hmm. so and we'll and, be saying what happens and, to the film now well see and this is the thing too even within the black community you know as you may know a lot of times people have an aversion to things that you know there may be kind of a homophobic mm-hmm. um, thing going on there but um, the Pan-African Film Festival they stepped up mm-hmm. you know and they saw the merit in the film and they um, they agreed that they wanted to um, showcase it and have as many people see it as possible even if it went to other film festivals they didn't you know they didn't care it didn't have to be a premiere it didn't have to be that they just saw for what it for what, for what it well, is, and, and plus it's relevant. Exactly. It's what we're talking about today. So I think that this dialogue is going to be tremendous in terms of pushing this nation along for for more tolerance and allowing people who really need a community to be able to feel that they have the support to do that. And to remember, there's a variety of voices. Like there's so many stories that no one hears about and that need to be told. You know, people are coming from everywhere. Vivica Williams. I'm 25 years old. I'm originally from Nassau County, Long Island. That's in New York. Um, I moved to Los Angeles, I believe, in October of 2014. And ever since I've been here, it's has kind of been rough as far as job searching because I'm one of those type of women, in spite of me being a woman of transgender experience, especially an African-American transgender woman, I just continuously keep going, continuously keep being persistent, continuously keep sending my resumes out online or, you know, just going out and, you know, just handing them out to employers and, you know, setting up interviews. So I can kind of vouch for what Destin and Jasmine have been saying. It is very difficult as far as, you know, the workplace goes, but um, I'm just never giving up. You know, I don't let me being transgender, like, stop me from doing what I want to do and stop me from getting what I need to get. Because in spite of me being a transgender woman, I'm a person just like everybody else. And I have to eat just like everybody else. And that's the mentality that I have. What was your journey like? When did you, when did you know that, that you needed and wanted and were, were, deserving of this transition? I've always, like, I've always been really feminine. Like, even in high school, I could say at the age of 15, well, no, 14 or 15, I started experimenting with makeup. And I was wearing 
panties underneath my clothes. But my mother and my family really didn't get into it. I was just really good at what I did. So throughout my, I believe, my freshman to like senior year in high school, um, I was just consistently wearing makeup. Everyone in high school knew me as, you know, the feminine gay guy who just had a you know a full face of makeup on. I mean, lashes, eyebrows, lip gloss, you name it, I had it. And you're fabulous. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I believe after I graduated high school, um, I kind of took some time off to work and so forth like that. And I got into, um, I had a friend, and her name is Marianne, and she lives back home in New York. And... Um, I would go over her house and stuff like that, and she's transgender. So she's been living her life as a transgender woman longer than I have. So, you know, she always kept consistently saying, you're going to be a girl. And I would tell her, no, 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 no. You know, you can't. Why'd you say no? Because I was trying to deny it. And my heart, like, I knew that's what I wanted to be. I was just, you know, always in denial. I was trying to deny it, just trying to cover things up. Mm -hmm. But I knew in the back of my mind that's something that I really wanted to be. So what I would do is, you know, I was in school at the time. I had just graduated high school, took some time off to work, and then I enrolled in Berkeley College. um, Good for you. In Manhattan. I was studying to get my Bachelor's of Business Administration degree. Unfortunately, I didn't finish, but during the time, you know, I was going through classes and so forth like that. So I would go to her house and, you know, I would kind of type things up for her um, as far as, you know, posting up advertisements and stuff like that for her and, you know, typing up profiles for different websites for her. And as I kept typing up things for her, she would start giving me hormone pills. So I was taking hormone pills, you know, and every time, every profile, every advertisement I posted up for her, I got a handful of hormone pills. So as I kept taking hormone pills, I started to grow breasts. And now, what did I you was... say? Like, I asked Destin, what, what did he feel when he saw his first hair pop out on his face? <laughs> and, and he's like, he's happy. So when you, I mean, I remember when I first got boobs, I was pretty excited. So I'm just really, <laughs> what did you go through? When you... um, I was really excited. It's just my situation that really kind of made me nervous. I wasn't on my own at the time. I was living at home with my mother. Oh. But I was really getting excited because, you know, I would, See, I would look at my chest and I would see like breasts developing. Like, you know, my nipples started to get bigger, breasts were developing, my hair was growing out, skin was becoming much softer. So I really started to see res- results, but I just couldn't really enjoy the fruits of our labor. So, fruits of my labor. So, we'd say because, you know, I really wasn't independent. I was living with family. My mother was really kind of closed minded to it. So, you so. were kind of in the closet. Yeah. As that, right. So, me wearing makeup was enough. But I know that just wasn't enough for me. It was enough for my family. So, you know, I did whatever I needed to do to kind of really cover that up. Mm-hmm. You when know? you finally couldn't cover it up anymore, what was that conversation like? It was a kind of a messy situation. How it happened was I was coming home from work. Um, my mother and I got into a big blowout, like a big, you know, argument. We were just, you know, clashing like a war and stuff like that going, you know, word to word with each other. And then, um, I just stormed out. And ever since then, I moved in with my close friend, Marianne, back home in New York. I moved in with her. And then once I moved in with her, I started living my life full time as female. That was about four and a half years ago. Wow. So this is new for you. Yeah, I'm still what they consider up and coming. Up and coming. Mm-hmm. Transitioning. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? So what's it like? Um, it's it has its It has ups and it has downs. The fact that, you know, I've been told I am very passable. You know, I'm very pretty. I, you know... I, you know, don't give myself too much, but it's not been easy as far as finding work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You are beautiful. You're Thank a beautiful you. woman. Thank you, Rolanda. Really? And I want to know how to put them lashes on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know, I know those legs didn't look like that all your life. You have the most beautiful legs. Thank you. Listen, teach me a few things here. We're going to be right back here with our discussion in full bloom, transcending gender. It's quite a topic all across America, and we're talking about it right here. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. Arjo and Martha can't speak each other's languages. Arjil falls in love with Martha instantly, he says. And at the end of a week, they go to this park and he draws on a little piece of paper a church, a bride, and a groom and shows it to her and that's how he proposes. Oh my gosh, stick figures. And stick figures, <laughs> yeah. Go figures, go figures. Talk, listen, connect. There's more Rolanda next. And I'm Rolanda Watson. We have been having one eye-opening educational conversation. And I am just, I'm really thrilled. And, of course, we all started talking about this. And I, I got to be honest with you guys. When Caitlin 
was on the cover and came out. I got to tell I was really shocked with the embrace that America gave her. I, and 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 we call her her. It's not like him and her. I mean, it with the respect she got from sportscasters and you know people in this media industry, which are some of the hardest people. I mean, that was that was an amazing thing. Destin, what what did that do for you? And what what did you want to say? Um, that was a beautiful experience, and I think that's um, a pinnacle point in the transgender experience, as well as, um, you know, the rest of, of the world coming into this experience and learning about it too, that, wow, you know, we're really coming to a time and age where we're starting to shift a consciousness of acceptance for everybody and love, you know, and I think that that's where we're going with the human race is in the end of the day, it's all about love and, and really accepting and respecting and, and being there to support other people. And if we stepped out and we had if we stepped out of ourselves and looked you know at at mankind we yeah. probably wouldn't have all these isms that we have yeah what do you want to say jasmine I want to say I want everyone to see the film all over the world. <laughs> and I want to say congratulations to everyone that worked on the film. I want to personally thank them for it. It was a labor of love and I'm it just it is a real blooming for me. I, I, I my heart is completely open and thank you Miss Rolanda for giving us the opportunity to come and share our gift with you. Absolutely. It and it is a gift. It is truly a gift. Was that what you wanted to say? No, actually um one thing I wanted to say if if I can just leave um, with one thing is talking about families and if there's anybody out there listening that's a parent, a brother, a grandmother, a sister, you know, and and somebody in your family is coming out or is also on this experience and, and is also transgender, um, I just want and hope that your mind will be open to acceptance of them and love for them because it'll really impact somebody's life when there's, like Jasmine said, validation and support and love and when there's not. So when there is a lot of um, positivity and support, you know, that that person who is transitioning, they're going to make it far and they're going to have a lot of um, when when you have your family supporting and backing you up, you know, you feel like you can take on the world. And I want that for everybody. And I and even if um, you're a parent now and 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 maybe there is a child or or somebody that you know that isn't receiving this love i i encourage you and i hope that 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 you will open your mind and open your heart to receiving this person and giving them as much love as you can okay. i'm going to go over here a little bit vivica come on tell me what you want the takeaway to be um i just want to say first off thank you you're Not welcome. only to you, Rolanda, but I want to thank Jasmine and Destin for allowing me to come. I originally came in to support them, but I didn't know I was going to be on radio. Oh, we throw everybody on the mic. Okay. Well, <laughs> Especially wanted, when you have a story to tell. <laughs> what I wanted to say is just, you know, just truly, how do I say, just, you know, stand, tr- stand firm in your truth and, you know, be yourself at all times. This is not an easy journey, Rolanda. And um, I'm really grateful to say that, you know, at 26 years young, I'm still standing. I really could have been somewhere else doing something I wasn't supposed to do. Um, And just to kind of piggyback off of Caitlyn's story, I think that transgender women like Caitlyn Jenner give a lot of girls hope. Mm. They really do. That, you know, and she kind of, you know, kind of transitioned what we consider late, but there's really no specific time for transitioning. I just think that if, Women of transgender experience or people of transgender experience in general look at Caitlyn Jenner, they can see that there is hope and you can become whatever you want to become. And not just become whatever you want to become, but be the best at it, Mm -hmm. you know? So kind of open your horizons and really like, you know, kind of continue to be open-minded, humble, and just, you know, be very observant, be careful because it is a dangerous world out here for transgender people. Everyone is not always transgender friendly. You know, uh, to uh, use a phrase that Jasmine's used before, you know, we have all of these different um, shows out with Transparent. You know, we have Caitlyn Jenner. So now people are prepped and uh, spoon-fed, you know, so you give them like little bits at a time. And so now I think people are getting ready to see our film, In Full Bloom, Transcending Gender, because it's raw, it's unfiltered, and these are not, um, to borrow David's word, are not prototypical, uh, or, or they are prototypical. They are 
you know, like um, from a, a good cross section. You know, we have people who do have the family support, people from different economic, um, you know, points of view and different races, people from different countries in, in our film. And that gives a real, I think, a real good um, insight as to um, what it is with that journey. And, you know, we all end up with the same thing as we need, and I've said it before, you know, we need this, we have the same wants, needs, desires in terms of um, family, friends, and most importantly, love. And most importantly, love. The film is called In Full Bloom, Transcending Gender, and look out for it. It's such a powerful story. And I just hope in this this hour that we will challenge ourselves. We're always saying on the show, try something new, try something new. Well, maybe try opening your mind a little bit more, being a little bit more tolerant, going for the love instead of finding the differences in us. Because we are far, here's another one from Dr. Maya Angelou, we are far more alike than we are unalike. Mm. So for sure. Thank you so much for listening. Everybody here in the studio, thank you so much for being so honest and really sharing the story. I hope and I know we're going to make a difference. Thank Thank you you so much. Okay. Now go out there and do something good. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Now, if you really enjoyed this and you want to actually meet my guests, then check out this interview on YouTube at my Rolanda Watts channel. That's on YouTube at the Rolanda Watts channel, R-O-L-O-N-D-A. And you can check it out right there because sometimes this show is radio you want to watch. So stay tuned and subscribe over at YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast here and let's keep this good thing going. Go out there, have fun, be safe and do something good. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.